lot of that is, you know, I do a lot of social media listening and uh, find people looking for help and help them. You know, a lot of them are surprised that somebody actually replied to them on Twitter. Um, a lot of them are surprised that they got better support for free from us than they did from their own hosting providers sometimes. The way I see support, and I've always seen it this way, is, you know, when you offer customer support, that's a marketing channel as much as uh, just a technical channel to offer support. I've been building websites with WordPress for almost 11 years now. In the beginning, I used the cheap web hosts you're probably already familiar with. I relied on the support those web hosts offered to teach me just about everything I know about name servers, MX records, cPanel, and the common errors you get when screwing around in the back end of WordPress. I asked, they answered. Then something changed. Over time, the support got less and less reliable. It got less and less helpful. It was less and less personable. And somewhere along the line, the support started to suck. At the same time, I started to notice that I wasn't getting the same level of service from these companies that I had in the past. My websites were down frequently. They started to tell me I needed to upgrade and then upgrade again. That's when I jumped ship. I'm Tara McMullen, and you're listening to What Works, the show that transcends the hype to bring you candid conversations about what's really working to run and grow a small business today. Now, today's guests noticed the same crap happening in the website support and hosting industry, too. Instead of pursuing a marginally better solution, he decided to take advantage of the situation and use exceptional customer experiences as a way to stand out in a very crowded market. Victor Nagorny is the founder of Project Army. What started as an SEO and digital marketing consultancy has blossomed into a full-service website support and hosting company that prioritizes customer service and experience. Victor shares how doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing has led to big results, why customer service is so important to him, how prioritizing customer service has helped the company to grow, and how he utilizes social media to offer help to anyone, even if they're not a customer. Now, let's find out what works for Victor Nagorny. Victor Nagorny, welcome to What Works. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me on your podcast, Tara. Absolutely. All right. So tell me about the day that you decided to start Project Army. Um, well, I don't remember the specific day, but I do remember how I did get started. Um, it was, uh, well, now it'll be almost 10 years now, 2010-ish. Um, I was working because most of my business was a consulting business, a marketing, web development. Um, and uh, I was working with one of my clients and I remember he mentioned that, you know, he has so many different projects that he, he needs to get done. And it was a small local business that uh, he wishes he had an army to do all of his projects, you know, a lot of people to do, to do those projects. And, you know, it lit a bulb in my head to to uh, to start a business that would help small businesses do different projects, mostly related to uh, web and marketing, because that's 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 what I was doing. And uh, so it, it slowly started a snowball effect, and I I, I figured you know let, let me let me start this, let me start working on this, and see how it um, how it turns out. And you know, ten years, almost ten years later, um, still going strong. Wonderful. Was there a particular hole in the market that you were trying to fill, or did you just kind of approach Project Army as like, I know people will pay for this. I know that there is there is a need here. I'm gonna figure out, you know, how I can kind of structure this to make money. Right. Um, in the beginning, it was mostly uh, when I when I got started, it was uh, 
it was just uh, focusing on, I knew that people needed this help because I was working with clients um, already and doing that type of work. So what I wanted to do is uh, uh, try to uh, standardize the, the services that I was offering, you know, productize them. So uh, I would be able to sell not just, you know, consulting, hourly consulting, because that's what I was doing right in the beginning, um, especially when I just when I was still in college, and you know, and I, I was uh, uh, have my classes, but I was also had a side job, so doing consulting and all kinds of uh, st- stuff like that, building websites. And at the time, I started charging, you know, was charging hourly, but then I, I realized, you know, let me try to put things in different packages and be able to sell that, you know, sell uh, at a what. What, it, what the value is to the clients instead of just uh, for my hours because <laughs> when you get really good at something you know it takes you five minutes to 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 do something that I'm not, you know a regular person might take an hour two hours to do and you can't right. charge for five minutes um, so I had to 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 switch to that because you know a lot of things that I was doing would take me literally like five to ten minutes to do uh, and it's like I keep, you, you can't really do uh, uh, charge clients for five minutes Um so I, I, I productized the product, uh, the services, uh, put them in the packages, and I started selling, you know, the web well, website development, uh, selling uh, websites. Um, but also I started selling um, uh, WordPress uh, maintenance packages because once you build a website, you know, why stop the relationship there? Yeah, and um, majority of clients would continue paying a small monthly fee to to do things, you know, uh, to maintain the WordPress, do upgrades, security, um, do changes to the website, and all. And also, uh, that would keep the relationship open to other work that was uh, related to marketing services, you know, uh, do email campaigns, landing pages, um, pay-per-click advertising and things like that. Um, so it was, it was a good way to, uh, you know, you, you start relationship, you keep it open and then you just uh, expand and grow it into different services as needed. And that's what I was doing for the past, you know, almost 10 years, but the last, three years i started changing it a little bit because because of the experience that i got um uh, doing this for the first uh few years and that's when i started getting into uh website hosting because you know i realized that um because part of what we were doing is we weren't offering hosting at the time so we had to work with uh with godaddy bluehost hostgator you know sideground we had to work with these people uh, because uh our clients' websites were hosted by one of the providers. And, you know, I don't know if you ever dealt with any of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's not a pleasant experience. No. You know, um, it's, uh, so I, I tried very hard trying to fix things without dealing with support uh, for, uh, for any of them. But it, you, you still had to, do, uh, you still had to uh, get them to, to do certain things because sometimes they have problems that you just can't fix with the access that they provide to their customers. Um, and also policies that they have, you know, refund policies, suspension policies. Um, you know, we had clients lose websites. You know, we build a website, we get them set up and everything. Um, uh, and, you know, two, three months later, they forgot to pay or something like that. And they asked me, where's the website? You know, and we didn't have any, uh, these clients that we, uh, that would lose website, we didn't have any other relationship. You know, no, they didn't want to pay for maintenance packages or anything like that. So, you know, they come to us like, what happened to my website? And I have to, you know, dig around in their, uh, in their, uh, uh, 
account trying to figure out what, what happened and i realized you no know, they didn't pay their bill um so godaddy shut it off you know um luckily in many cases we still had uh backups because we keep backups of the websites once we launched for this specific reason <laughs> um and so we were able to recover it occasionally one or twice uh, you know it's been long it's been you know several years and we already deleted um because it's been two three years um, and you know they did lose the website uh, because they just didn't pay and GoDaddy suspended and there was no, nothing to recover. Um, so you know working with clients uh, doing this type of work, I realized that you know what if we can do something differently? And uh, most importantly, because sometimes people in a similar situation uh, that do similar services uh, uh, that I offer, they uh, they do uh, reseller hosting. You know, they sign up with uh, one of the same providers, HostGator, Bluehost, GoDaddy, and they offer, they resell the the hosting to their clients. But the problem still remains, you have to deal with their support, you know, and I I tried that, you know, I tried that with one of the providers to to see if, if I could handle it. And it's still not good. You know, you still have the same problems. You still deal with the same policies. You still have to deal with their support. But now it got, it's even worse than before because you're putting your name um, on on a service. So when something uh, happens, you know, it's not HostGator's problem or, you know, it's not Bluehost's problem. It's Project Army's problem uh, because, that, because we're reselling the, that service. So I stopped doing that quickly and we... We started doing our own thing. We had got our own servers. Uh, we, got, we had uh, we set everything up. That's that's ours. That now we have full control over. Um, and if something happens, you know, if something goes down, it is my problem. You know, it is Project Army's problem. We will fix it. But the most important thing is we can't fix it. You know, when when something happens because we have full access. And that's mm-hmm. one of the problems that I had with uh, dealing with other um, hosting providers is because they don't give you enough access to to take care of your clients. And in many cases, they don't really care if you taking care of your clients or not uh, because it just they got paid that's all that matters to them you'll hear more about how victor deliberately crafted customer policies that were the opposite of everyone else's in the space in just a moment but first a word from our what works partners what works is brought to you by mighty networks it's time to start thinking about next year your goals your new projects your opportunities It's also time to start thinking about how you're going to make it all happen. And when it comes to building a business online, you've got tons of options for the software it all runs on. In fact, the sheer number of platforms promising to help you turn your ideas into a new product, program, or course can be overwhelming. You end up with a business that's made up of five or six core pieces of software, plus another 10 or 15 adding bells and whistles. And what started as a simple idea to build a community or teach what you know, turns into a mess of apps, software, and subscriptions. Mighty Networks can make it all so much simpler. Mighty Networks is the only software available that helps you build a beautiful, rich community experience while delivering your own courses, premium groups, and sales funnel. And unlike the software or platforms you might have tried in the past, you have complete access to message and reach all of your members at any time. It's 100% ad-free, it's mobile first, and you can make your Mighty Network private, public, secret, or paid. Plus, your Mighty Network also includes new, innovative community features that speed up the time it takes for your members to meet and build relationships, not just with you, but with each other. 
If you're thinking about launching a new group, course, or program in the new year, it's the perfect time to choose the simpler solution by getting started with Mighty Networks today. Go to MightyNetworks.com to start your free trial. That's MightyNetworks.com. Now, like I said, it's that time of year, the time we start thinking about next year. We start setting goals, making plans, and deciding what we're going to change. But this year, I'm doing things differently. I'm not setting goals. I'm making commitments. Over the last few years, I've made a lot of big changes in my life, business, and relationships. Some of these changes started out as goals. Others started out as a cloudy idea of what I wanted to be different. What really made the difference, though, was my commitment to moving in the direction I wanted to go. Now, I'm defining everything I do in terms of the commitment I'm willing to make, and the results have been nothing short of life-changing. Now, in true What Works style, I want to share my process with you. I want to tell you what's worked for me and help you apply it in your own way to your own business and life. So you're invited to my first public workshop in over a year. It's called the Commitment Blueprint, and it's an interactive deep dive through the process I've developed over the last three years as I examine my own goals, both personal and business. During this free 90-minute workshop, I'll ask you to consider what you want to commit to in 2020, the habits you'll need to develop to make it happen, the things you'll want to step back from, and where you anticipate running into challenges. We'll look at our cycles of overcommitment and undercommitment, our patterns of self-sabotage, and the mindset shifts we can make to move in the direction we truly desire. It's a very different take on goal setting and planning for the new year. The Commitment Blueprint is November 20th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. Go to crowdcast.io slash whatworks and click on the Commitment Blueprint to save your seat. That's crowdcast.io slash whatworks. So this is exactly why I've found your story so fascinating, because I think that the web hosting, web support industry as a whole has such a horrible reputation Mm -hmm. for customer service. Um, And I think that a lot of people... Oh man, they've got there. I've heard so many horror stories over the years, right? Of like trying and trying and trying to contact their the support desk at their web host or losing their websites. Just like you said, I have heard so many different things, and it would make me almost think, well, okay, clearly this just must be the way it is. That must mm-hmm. be how this industry has to exist, or else it can't work. What made you think I can do this? differently. It's one thing I think to want to do it differently. It's another thing to actually think through like how I'm going to do it differently. You know what I mean? Right. Um, no, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's something I still, uh, constantly keep in mind as, because we still do have to deal with certain, uh, hosting providers. Um, and I keep continue seeing the problems that they having. Um, and it's, uh, it's a very conscious decision to try to do things differently. And when you know what, what uh, the, the, the problems they having, if you do something opposite uh, that, you know, that's all you have to do is just do opposite of what they're doing. Um, for example, um, one of the biggest things that I had problems with is some of the policies that they have. Um, I mentioned, you know, uh, cancellation policies uh, when, you know, websites get suspended and then deleted and you can't recover it. So 
one of the things that we do differently is um, if when you cancel, let's say you had you had to cancel for some reason um, your uh, your hosting plan. Uh, be it, you know if, if it's a mistake, it's a mistake. If it's a conscious decision that you wanted to cancel, you cancel. But once it's canceled, once the uh, the website gets uh, deleted, uh, it, there's an archived copy saved for for one year. Oh wow! So, um, so if uh, because we ha- I had clients you know go in a hospital and you know spend two one one two months in a hospital you know with the, not replying to emails no nothing so I didn't want them to lose the website um, so we we kept we keep the copy of, of the website they can email us and say you know if they switch to another provider we don't want you to keep a copy of my website we can delete it that's not a problem but just in case just in case that you know. That they um, by mistake they didn't pay, or they didn't, uh, or they canceled by mistake. Whatever the case is, we have a copy just in case. So you, when when you're ready to come back, or whatever the reason is, even if they want to reco- recover the website, that copy on, let's say they want to pay somebody that that's uh, they got a deal with somebody else, and they just want to save money. Um, you know, we'll give them the, the backup copy um, so they can do that. Because you know, in the in the end of the uh, at the end of the day, that my goal is to help my clients, my customers succeed. You know, uh, and when they succeed, we succeed. Because if they make more money, they can spend more money with us. You know, that's that's why I look at it. You know, it doesn't mean that they have to spend it, but that's the way I look at it. Look at it, and be it a it's not not just a business. You know, we I have clients that are bloggers that are that rely on advertising. Um, so I uh, we help them with um, with a, a monetization. You know, uh, maybe set up ads on their website, be it AdSense or Amazon affiliate ads. Um, maybe help them figure out how to use affiliate programs uh, with Commission Junction or um, whatever other um, platforms that they sign up for. You know, to be able to monetize it again because. If they make money, they can pay for their hosting, so they have to leave because that's that, that's where it really comes down to. Sometimes when when, when clients need to leave is because they um, they can't afford the hosting fees, they can't um, they're not making any money with the blog. So I try to help them, you know, make money so they can uh, so they can continue being a customer and do what they want to do uh, with their website. That is brilliant. I love that your goal is to help your customers succeed. And I think that probably most businesses would say (laughs) that's their goal, but very few businesses actually operationalize that. So you've given us one really good example of how you've operationalized this goal of helping your customers succeed and your value for exceptional customer service. Can you give us a couple of other examples of how this is actually operationalized within Project Army? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the uh, stuff that I try to do, because, you know, in in terms of pricing, the service that we offer can be a lot, um, can be quite expensive because we do offer um, managed WordPress hosting. But when I when I was doing uh, the research, you know, researching the pricing and everything and seeing, I, w- I didn't want to charge the same amount as what what a lot of the uh, high end uh, managed WordPress hosts charge because that's quite, can be quite expensive for a small business or bloggers. But I also didn't want to be at the bottom, you know, being a blue host or hostgator charging those prices. So right. I wanted to fit somewhere in the middle to be able to be affordable, but also not the cheapest one. Um, and be able to offer the services. So part of that was, you know, trying to figure out, okay, so what can we, you know, 
uh, where can we cut the cost but not uh, not sacri sacrifice the value? Um, so a lot of the stuff we try to do was to uh, to enable some sort of automations in different parts of the business, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to do uh, things differently in terms of this uh, infrastructure uh, for the hosting. Uh, many people, when they do want to offer their own hosting, what they do is just um, uh, pay for a cPanel license, you know, and cPanel provides you with everything um, that you need to be able to offer hosting accounts for your for your clients. A, I hate cPanel, <laughs> uh, so I did. I <laughs> really too. did. I really didn't want to use it. So it um, it took me uh, it took um, me and my team quite a while to you know to. Uh, build out that infrastructure you know we spent the last three years working on it uh, to make sure that it works and but we didn't want to use any of that stuff um, and uh, so we built everything out ourselves but that also offered us an opportunity to uh, to set up things to make our life easier to offer support uh, uh, to our clients um, one of the biggest things that I that 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 um, you know also thinking of doing stuff differently from competition is uh, thinking like, what can we do uh, something slightly differently? Um, just as a side note, um, uh, all my thinking when I think about business and uh, the decisions that I make, there's a really good book. I don't know if you ever read it um, called uh, Blue Ocean Strategy. Mm hmm. And it's a really great book about business strategy. It's uh, it's been a few years since it came out. They came out with a second book, uh, Blue Ocean Shift, but Blue Ocean Strategy. It, it really helps me uh, think about uh, things to and how to do them different from competition. Because uh, basically, the name what it means is um, everybody competes in the red ocean. You know, there's competition. You know, sharks eating each other, trying to compete yep. for customers and dollars, but. If you think, uh, if you figure out a way to do things uh, slightly differently, it doesn't have to be completely differently, but slightly differently to to be to create your own blue ocean. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you basically making your competition irrelevant. So you don't have to worry about your competition because they're competing in a different ocean. Um, and they offer a lot of different tools and different things to uh, and examples from other businesses of what they've done to create your own market basically. And that's what I was thinking over the past, you know, uh, three to four years of how can I think, do things differently? You know, one, I mentioned the policies. So I started literally making policies that are opposite to what you would find with most hosting providers. You know, another example of a, uh, of a different policy from what you would find with everyone else, you know, in addition to offering free migration to us, if you, when you, if you ever decide to leave us, we will migrate you for free to somebody else for free. Whoa! You know, it's like it's my goal is to make sure that your that your business, you know, your whatever it is, um, a blog author, you know, service uh, service provider, whatever it is. If you leave for whatever reason, if we screwed up and you want to leave, okay, that's fine. If you want to leave because you want to save money, that's fine. Whatever the reason is, your business is still an important, and then we want we want to make sure that when you leave, you still you're leaving on a high note. You know that you're not leaving uh, because you're disgruntled or. We, you just want us like okay, just just go away. <laughs> we don't want to deal with you no more. Um, so we we migrated to whatever hosting provider that you choose, and you know say okay, if you ever need help, come back. Um, so that's another example of something doing completely different from everybody else because most people don't even offer free migration to begin with. Um, so I thought, you know, let's do in and out. You know, if when you come when you come in, we'll migrate you, and if you ever decide to leave, we'll migrate you again because you know that's the service that I want to offer. Um, and so part of that is, you know, 
creating a new market to, uh, to focus on is uh, what I wanted to focus on is offering that managed WordPress hosting um, to uh, non-technical users. Because there's a lot of managed hosting providers that always focus, you know, their marketing, their uh, collateral always focuses on developers and agencies. Um, and, you know, regular users usually fall by the wayside. Um, so most of my stuff, most of the users that, that we have are, um, you know, non-developers, non-coders that, you know, they, they know how to use, uh, you know, the Internet, but uh, they don't really know a whole lot about building websites, hosting and stuff like that. So keeping that in mind, that's really the market that, that we've been going after and will go after uh, um, even more aggressively in 2020 because we'll, we'll be doing a lot more stuff now because we are confident about uh, our uh, technical side of hosting and the service side of it. So now we can be able to scale it because, you know, when you start something new, I, you, you don't want to just open, you know, uh, the, the floodgate and get uh, as many customers as you want. And, you know, things break, you know, you're not doing your job right. And it can, it, it, you can, you can grow into an abyss, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Um, so I want, we were doing, we were very careful at, you know, uh, s- slowly scaling. Uh, we started work, uh, working with our existing clients, you know, switching them from uh, their hosting providers um, to, to our hosting where we already had relationships. We, we bring in, uh, clients um, like the one that you mentioned that recommended us uh, through social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, and stuff like that. For example, another channel besides Facebook groups that I participate in, um, we have a free uh, WordPress support on Twitter um, under uh, WP Medic account. Wow. Um, you can, and it's, it's, it's pretty, it's not easy to do that because, you know, not everybody's just going to sign up and pay you uh, because that is free support. So in many cases, you know, I'd say 99% of the time uh, we just provide free support to people that need help. Um, that 1% occasionally turns into uh, additional work, be it uh, just something to quickly to fix. That's a little bit more complex than we can explain um, on Twitter. Uh, the, even with the limited amount of characters, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, just DM us uh, on Twitter and we're able to provide a little bit more support. Um, but um, some, of the, some of that, you know, still a lot of them uh, issues, for example, if the website gets hacked, um, and a lot of people complain uh, that, you know, Bluehost or HostGator doesn't want to fix it and just tries to upsell them Sidelock, <laughs> yep. for example, for three, four hundred dollars. Uh, and, you know, a lot of those uh, uh, customers end up just being our customers because we can uh, quickly uh, clean up a WordPress website, you know, within a, within a couple of hours for a fraction of the cost, because that's what we do uh, all the time. Um, and a lot of that is, you know, I go through different, uh, do a lot of social media listening, uh, using the terminology, um, and uh, find people looking for help and help them. You know, a lot of them are surprised that somebody actually replied to them on Twitter. Um, a lot of them are surprised that they got better support for free from us than they did from, uh, from uh, um, any other hosting providers, for, from their own hosting providers sometimes, you know, and... Uh, it turns out because what the way I see support, and I've always seen it this way, is you know when you offer customer support, that's a marketing channel as much as uh, just a technical channel to offer support. You know because one, you do have customers, and if you're offering bad support, that that you know 
it can come out and people can complain and other people will see. So it is marketing already, but also offering free support. That's a, uh, that's a way to experience our, the service that we offer for free, um, even if, you're not, if, you, if you don't switch it. Um, I always like to think that the, even the first sale is repeat sale, you know, repeat business. Uh, because they already engaged with something that you offer. Uh, in many cases, from my marketing experience, um, offering when you do any advertising, you know, marketing. When when people see, let's say people see an uh, an ad uh, on Facebook that you that you put up, you know, in a way that's already a, that's already a product that you offered them for free. Um, and when they do buy something from you, that's already repeat business because they already engaged with that first contact, be it an ad or whatever that is. Um, that's 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 the way I like to think about things. Um, um, and um, so support is a marketing channel to me, and being able to offer it uh, uh, in a way that makes sense and make, makes it uh, easier for, for the people because it offers them and also makes life easier for us, uh, because we can practically, um, take care of a lot of things. Um, it, it, it makes perfect sense to me, for example. Um, but, um, th- does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, like it I said, answers... I talk a lot. <laughs> no, you're, it's wonderful. Um, it answered my question and it probably inspired like six or seven more. Um, I, I would love to dig into how you manage this Twitter account mm-hmm. a little bit, if that's if that's all right. One, is it just you or are there other people on your team who are pitching in and helping mm-hmm. with that WP Medic account? Yeah, the Twitter account is just me. Uh, just, okay. It doesn't get, um, it's not right now, it's not uh, as, uh, you know, as popular, I guess that would be the word, as, uh, as, uh, as it can be. Um, but because we, a lot of the stuff that, that we, that I help, through that account is stuff that I find. You know, I spend a lot of time on my mm-hmm. phone uh, or on a computer just th- going through different, um, I have different, um, I use uh, Hootsuite, so I have different columns set up for different, uh, very, very highly detailed search parameters, you know, doing the advanced search on Twitter uh, to eliminate a lot of stuff because there's a lot of uh, crap out there uh, on Twitter. Um, So try to filter through, look for things that people are asking for help, um, looking for people complaining about other hosting providers because in many cases they mm-hmm. in many cases I'll help you know anybody with issues with GoDaddy or Bluehost without even you know uh, without them be- becoming a customer just a thank you and that's plenty for me it's not it's not easy because uh, it's not easy because you have to there were some people who saw that what I was doing and they wanted to do something similar but they realized that they that it's not it's not very profitable uh, I I do it because uh, because I enjoy it and I want to help people and it will uh, provide exposure to the business, but that's that's a that's a side effect uh, almost. And it, some people do turn into paying customers, but if you if you thought that it it, it doesn't make business sense because it doesn't it doesn't provide enough uh, profit, but that's not what I do it you know. Profit is nice from it, but I do it because I, I enjoy helping people. Um, I'll, I always it also helps hone your you know uh, troubleshooting skills. Can you you know I've spent there's a couple of times I've spent a couple of hours going back and forth with people uh, because you know they 
it's a it's a public medium. They're not going to give you access to the website, you know. So you have to rely on your knowledge of WordPress and uh, and whatnot. Um, and uh, occasionally you can get them to send you screenshots. And in that way, you know, you're almost blindly trying to troubleshoot an issue. Um, so sometimes it takes a lot longer than if I had full access to it, but it also gives me a way to you know hone my troubleshooting skills to make sure that I can ident- identify the problems. In, in many cases, p- the problems people have, the problems I already dealt with in in you know many times. So it's a lot easier to to offer them that that support. But you know if you go through you know uh, uh, you go on Twitter and look at that account, look at the mentions and look at the replies, you'll see uh, the the back and forth sometimes that. Uh, goes on to it and in many cases can help a lot of people um it is my goal to you know as a because it is slowly picking up um so you know the more people the more people know about that um um we'll um the account will get a lot more people asking for help so um once gets to that point where i can't help myself um i'll definitely have uh, bring in somebody else to to help me with it right now it's it's uh, pretty manageable because most of the stuff i dig up <laughs> if, so if, <laughs> if i don't dig up anything occasionally we get a few tweets from people that have already used us um yeah i had a few people mentioned that somebody at GoDaddy recommended uh, uh, to uh, to message us on Twitter because we offer free help. You know? Oh my god! Um, so uh, I was uh, <laughs> I was very surprised about that. You know, uh, uh, so it was very interesting to to hear that somebody would say that um, because with GoDaddy they just try to upsell you premium technical totally. support, and even then when you pay them they still don't do anything because <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much my experience with GoDaddy too. Um, Okay, so uh, you kind of mentioned my next question was going to be about around profitability. And I think you gave a a really strong explanation of why you're not focused on profitability necessarily with the Twitter account Mm -hmm. and how you get so many other benefits from that. The other thing that I wanted to, to say in response too is that I love the idea that you have these clearly defined searches Mm -hmm. um, to help you find places where you can offer service where you can give help Um, because it that to me just sounds like almost like the marketing channel version of productizing your services right when you productize your service you're not saying we do everything for everyone in any which way you want it done Um, you're giving very clear parameters around the service that you offer and it sounds like with this marketing channel you're giving very clear parameters around the kind of help that you're offering. Not that you wouldn't help someone else, but this way, the things that you're seeing, you know you can help with. Right. Um, and I think that's brilliant. That's a great way to to create something that, or to, to operate something that could be really resource intensive and make it a lot more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of efficiency, I'd love to hear just more about how you actually manage customer support, customer service internally, um, because I think any you know any web design, web support, um, marketing kind of business is going to have a lot of needs from their customers, right? right? It's everything from the billing stuff and the admin stuff to these highly technical questions. Can you tell us more about kind of what your customer service team looks like and how uh, you and they manage making your customers happy on a daily basis? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's, you know, it really comes down to having the proper tools at your disposal to be able to do things right now, uh, for, for, for pretty much everything 
the billing, support, um, and uh, you know, um, ordering and stuff like that, and management, we use a platform called WHMCS, um, and it's a very specific platform for hosting companies. And they offer, you know, you can set up your your pretty much everything on top of, of their platform uh, for the hosting for. Uh, domains um, they, uh, has uh, built-in support, uh, ticketing support uh, that gives you access to the clients, um, all the products that they have, services that they purchase, subscriptions, stuff like that. So you, you, ha- you get a very nice overview of of their account when when you open the support ticket. So if they if they tell you you have a problem with the website, you already know which website uh, they have a problem with, and you can uh, see if there are any outstanding invoices and things like that. So you know, being able to have that access to that information within a ticket makes it very easy um, and very uh, insightful to be able to uh, understand what's going on. Uh, because that's one of the biggest things in, in support that a lot of uh, other, not just hosting providers, but pretty much any customer support is to be able to under, to, uh, to assess the situation, like do like triage. Uh, you assess the situation and see what, what's going on and be able to make decisions based on that information. Because I like to think, you know, I tell our clients that we try to offer effortless support, you know, in a way that we're not going to uh, keep emailing back and forth, ask, asking for things that either they already provided in the first email, because that mm-hmm. happens quite often with, uh, you know, you give them all the information that, uh, that support needs, and they uh, reply asking for the thing that literally is in the first sentence of this uh, of the stuff um so you know understanding the the ticket to begin with you know looking at information that you have available um uh, in uh in their account and then either asking for additional information not for the same information or you know uh, making an assessment if you can fix the problem right there on the spot because in many cases you know we can fix something quickly on the spot and being able to have those tools in place um makes it our lives easier because uh, it also goes back to uh, earlier in the conversation. I said, you know, I wanted to have uh, uh, the infrastructure, the technical side of the hosting to be our own, not cPanel. Um, so we built tools in place to make a lot of the things easier. So if we need to log into somebody's WordPress uh, to prov- to fix an issue that they've, uh, they are having trouble with, you know, it's a click of a button. I mean, go in and uh, l- look at it, fix it, whatever the case is. Because in many cases, if we, if we can fix something right out there on the spot, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, but also, I like to approach support from an um, um, educational and training uh, point of view, mm-hmm. uh, not just, you know, uh, fix it, but also explain how we fixed it. Um, uh, maybe walk through the steps so the customer knows exactly what they can, what they can do next time around if the same issue comes up. Um, because that way, well, one, I'm, I'm saving, uh, saving time for us because the customer will know what they're doing, but also empowers the customer to be able to do it uh, on their own. Because a lot of customers try to be independent and uh, take care of their own things, but they, they do need help. Uh, because, like I said, uh, we have, most of our clients are non-technical users. So a lot of the support that we provide is uh, how to support. You know, it's not something that broke or uh, but something that they want to do, but they're not sure how to do. Um, And we provide a lot of that support and having those tools in place makes life a lot easier. Um, But also, you know, empowering um, right now, I have a small team, um, a a couple of developers, a server server administrator, uh, assistant. So, you know, it's it's uh, having a small team is nice because, you know, you can 
chat with everybody quickly um, and uh, uh, reply to uh, their messages and you know they can collaborate uh, as much as you want but even with a small team um, it's important to have uh, something in place that they can access like a knowledge base uh, internal knowledge base of uh, of information you know we have um, a knowledge base that we use internally that uh, anybody can post stuff to a lot of the st stuff that comes up a lot of the uh, sometimes reusable snippets of code that we might want to use instead of just googling it you know mm. it's already in there so they can do a quick search for it um, or I can I can do a quick search for it and find it and uh, look it up it also has uh, uh, various policies in uh, policies in place some articles on you know guidance on how to deal with stuff um, and I started that knowledge base even when I was just me uh, just to keep track of everything you know there's articles from like 2011 uh, in there um, and having all that in one place makes um, uh, it's uh, makes it accessible and we use WordPress you know for it uh, uh, with with a, with a couple additional plugins to give a little bit additional functionality to make stuff easier um, but in addition to knowledge base I, uh, there's also separate website that we have for uh, like a training center you know with uh, a lot of a lot of the videos I record myself to uh, to explain stuff to be some uh, for very specific things that um, that would that makes sense to have a video for um, or because um, that's also where I have a, a, an onboarding guide for anybody new that that I hire. Um, there's uh, like a 10 page onboarding guide with different videos, different information that walks you walks them through different things, how we do things uh, at Project Army, what tools we have available and things like that. that it helps them get started. Um, and um, that way, they you know, I don't have to explain everything to every single person because that already explains everything. And that way, you know, you um, you uh, operationalize your support by having everything written down because that's the biggest issue that I find that I found with small businesses, especially when it's just you know one one business owner. Because I have a lot of clients like that, um, and you know them getting help is the problem is that they bottleneck everything. Um, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that too. I, I can bottleneck sometimes stuff too, um, and you know, putting everything on paper um, makes life easier because somebody can else go in and do it without you waiting on you, uh, and that makes life very uh, a lot easier. Amen to that. <laughs> um, Victor, I could talk to you about customer service and your philosophy behind it and how you do it all day long. Um, but unfortunately, we are out of time. So I would love to hear before you go, what are you really excited about as you look toward 2020? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to... Um marketing more aggressively in 2020 uh, because uh, like i said before you know we we just we we were doing it somewhat on the stealth uh, just to existing clients and more in uh, in person conversations just to make sure that we can bring in uh, clients at a uh, at a reasonable rate without uh bringing in just opening the door of the floodgate um, and uh, not being able to handle that so 2020 will be a big year because we'll bring in uh we'll uh uh have uh, marketing campaigns uh, s uh, starting so we'll uh, bring in more clients more aggressively um, because in addition to hosting we offer you know domain registrations with free uh, privacy policy uh, with privacy protection that many charge for um, and many other tools uh, uh, free even the free emails you can get with it uh, when you purchase a domain um, so there's a lot of things that are uh, that are 
add on to the hosting and uh, web services that we offer and that are designed for non-technical users. That's the biggest thing. Um, so um, it will be a lot of marketing work to 2020 because we've already done all the legwork for our technical side. Awesome. Victor, I am sure that you have many of our listeners questioning why they're currently using the host that they have. Um, And so we'll make sure that everyone knows where to find you. But thank you so much for shedding the light on how you and your company take such a priority uh, for customer service and how you really have operationalized it throughout your whole business. Thank you. Find out more about Victor Nagorny and Project Army at projectarmy.net. Next time, you'll hear from Allie Lefevre, co-founder of Obedient Agency. Allie and her partner, Lindsay Rush, firmly believe in the power of humor to connect with customers. In fact, they help their branding and marketing clients use humor to connect with their customers every single day. But the laughs don't stop there. Allie will share how they create exceptional client experiences one pun at a time. What Works is produced by Yellow House Media. This episode was edited by Marty Seafelt. Our theme music is by The Shrugs. Find over 240 more candid conversations with small business owners, as well as our free weekly newsletter on building a business that works better at explorewhatworks.com.